another Tales from the Bud. This is me, Dr. Hayes, to introduce to you a story of a small town tormented by something foreboding. So with that said, let me introduce to you the Trumpets. Welcome to the Big Chop Chatter Show, and this is Ted, your favorite host. <sighs> Jake, get your ass downstairs. Food's on the table. I want to be out the door in 30 minutes. <sighs> I've rubbed the sleep out of my eyes and roll out of the bed to start my day. That old man you hear yelling downstairs is my grandpa, Terry. Terry is a hard ass, but he's all I got. He really isn't that bad. He's just... He just... Runs off a system. His system. Jake! He yells. Hold on, Pops, I'm getting my stuff now. I've been dying to get out of this stuffy house. Terry promised me if I got all A's come report card, he'd take me out to Banner's Edge. It's about that time again. Presents, eggnog, jingle jangles, you know, Christmas. To be honest, Banner's Edge has been the only thing on my mind. It's this snowy mountain formation a little ways out of our humble little town. What's the big deal you might ask? In short, it's every snowboarder's paradise, and I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. You can literally get a view of the entire town if you look out from the cliff's edge. A little dangerous, but nothing I can't. And take Chansey out, poor boy's got cabin fever! Pops demanded. He's not the only one, I mumbled to myself. Boy, I won't say it again! Without another word, I shove all my gear in my duffel bag and swipe my snowboard off its wall display and head to the stairs. As I approach the staircase, I stop. I look to the steps, then look back at my board. Huh. With a blast of blind ignorance, I step onto my board and slide down the steps and meet the wall with a loud crash. Jake! Pops yells. Sorry, Pops. I pick myself back up and head towards the kitchen. Hey, boy! Chancy runs for the front and scratches at the door. As I crack the door, Chancy barges through and sprints to the end of the front gate and stops. What is it, boy? 
dog barks and whimpers in a state of panic as he stares out into the distance. I call him back inside and head to the kitchen. Pops, what's up with Chansey? What do you mean? He replied. Nothing. Forget it. Eggs are getting cold. And with that said, I scarfed my breakfast down and started packing my stuff up in the back of the truck. Pops warms it up while I look for a song to listen to on the radio. As we ride out, Pops asks me, Are you sure you want to do this? I'm getting too old to trek up that damn mountain and the snow is really starting to pick up. You could be virtually blind up there. I'll be fine, Pops. I know the routine like the back of my hand. Pick up speed after the first rock, watch out for the log midway, and flare if I'm stranded. Thanks. I needed to hear that. We finally make it to Banner's Edge. We notice a beat up Ford Bronco. It appears to be running, but I can't make out who's inside. I get out to catch a closer look. What are you doing? Pops whispered assertively. I just want to make sure no one's stranded or in need of help. Here, take my knife. He pulls out a large hunting knife. Whoa, I'm just trying to help. I'm not trying to gut the guy. That wasn't a request, boy. Now take it. I grudgingly take the knife and holding it behind my back as I walk closer to the truck. I'm starting to choke on my own anxiety as I get closer. What if this dude is dead? Or worse. Once I make it to the driver's door, I notice that the windows aren't frosted. This truck's full of smoke. The windows roll down, leaking plumes of smoke in the air. God, it smelled like a sublime concert. When the smoke finally dissipates, I make out a face looking at me, dazed. I ask the man, Hey, are you okay? Whoa, who the fuck are you, man? In that moment, I immediately recognized him. It was good old Marcus. Marcus is just a harmless pothead. It's just me, man. Jake! Chill, dude. Saying this almost mockingly. Dude, are you trying to send an SOS or something? He laughed a little, then tried to hand me his piece. Want some? It's Blue Genie, man. He bragged. No, dude. I'm focused on boarding the edge today. Banner's Edge? That's nothing, man. I can snowboard that high and blind. Oh, yeah? Well, how about you board it with me since you're such a damn natural? Fine. He takes a big drag off his water bong. Alright, let's go board the edge. You got your board? I asked. Do I have my board? He replied sarcastically. Marcus starts rummaging through the back, tossing around beer cans and chip bags. Ah, there she is. He brushes the debris off and various smudges off the snowboard. We reconvene with my grandpa, then head up the formation. The higher we got, the colder it got. By the time we made it to the top, the wind cut us like razors. Let's get this over with, man. I'm too high for this shit. Yeah, man. I just want to take in the town and look at the view. It's not much when you're in it, but... 
god, when you're looking at it, it's kind of beautiful. We both peer out over the town, noticing a dark charcoal cloud, monolithic in size, almost larger than the town. And in that moment, I hear something strange. An ominous sound breaks the sound of the piercing winds. In fact, everything was quiet, all except the sounds of trumpets. Hey Marcus, are you are you hearing all this? He remained silent, staring out in the distance. I attempt to pat him on the shoulder when he grabbed my hand with a strong, freezing grip. We've come to sing our song. 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 We chants in this evil-sounding voice. It's like something spoke through him. He squeezes my hand, painful contortion, forcing me to slap him hard with my free one. Whoa, what happened? I don't know, but we need to get the hell out of here. As we start to bore down the mountain, something goes wrong. The path I've grown to know was deformed by heavy winds. I could barely make out the snow-covered boulder that smacked my shoulder, knocking me to the ground. As I try to catch my breath from the boulder that knocked the wind out of me, I see Marcus zigzagging off course in confusion, sending him through a wall of branches, twisting, cracking, and smashing against him before his body is sent flying over the edge, hearing his screams disappear into nothingness. Marcus! I shouted into the trees, panicked and frantic, I try to keep my wits about me. With the winds building in intensity, I must act fast, or I might be the next victim to Banner's Edge. I gather what's left of my sanity and sheer will to live. I pull out a flare and load the cartridge into the gun before pulling the trigger. The flare gets intercepted by the wind into one barrage of trees. Damn it! I load another one and fire. This one made it. I just hope Pop sees it. I secure myself back on my board and I start to drift down the mountain as things go from bad to ugly. My ears start ringing as I start to hear that sound again. The sound of the trumpets. My ears are writhing as the sounds feel like they are piercing my eardrums, like it's drilling into my head over and over again. My ear canal starts filling with blood, sending me into a panic. I gather the last bit of my reserved wit and slap on my earbuds. I pull them into my phone and blast the first song I find. Anything to drown that horrible sound. The music was deafening, but it almost seemed better to become deaf than to hear those trumpets again. I can make out the end of the steep slope, so I brace for it. As soon as I make it to the flat earth, I collapse on the ground. I start to pick myself up as I see Pops coming from the truck. I couldn't hear him due to the music still blaring my ears. I had to remove them, but I'm far too weak. Pops wraps his arms around me 
like, assumingly to throw me back in the truck and get me to the hospital. I feel something brush against my belt loop, and next I feel a sharp, crippling pain in my shoulder. The writhing pain snaps me into an alerted state. Pop stabbed me with a hunting knife. I try to push him away, but he just presses the blade deeper. He twists the handle, shifting muscle and bone. As I yelp in agony, I deliver a knee to his groin, sending him rolling in the snow and dirt. I get up and stumble and trip to the truck, practically crawling inside, closing and locking the door as fast as I possibly could. The keys are still in the ignition. Just as the knife is still buried deep in my shoulder, I can't drive like this. It's gotta come out. I pull off my belt and place it in my mouth to brace for what's coming. I wrap my fingers around the wooden handle and I pull the yanks and shocks throughout my body. I must have brushed a nerve. I tug again, a little harder this time as the blade finally leaves, blood trickles down. The bleeding won't stop. I decide to cauterize the wound before I bleed out. Feeling woozy, I shakily start heating the blade with a Bic lighter I found in the center console. I bite hard in the belt again as I press the scolding flat blade on my wound. The pain is far beyond anything I can handle. The sickingly sweet smell of my cooking flesh makes me nauseous. Overwhelmed, I black out. I open my eyes, and it's dark outside. My phone's died, the one that was silencing the trumpets. I don't hear much of anything, though. In fact, everything has gone silent. Even the winds, even the trumpets. Clueless how long I was out, I'd take in my surroundings. Pops is nowhere to be seen. Still clueless, I start up the truck to leave. I turn on the headlights, and my eyes widen. It was Pops, just standing there. I can't imagine how long he was there, but I was certain something was wrong with him. He attacked me, and on top of it, he was staring at me like a demented popsicle. Frozen black blood trailing from his ears. As I start walking towards the truck, each step, I could make out the sounds of his bones cracking and frozen flesh snapping. He manages to strike the hood of the truck with his hand, and it shattered. Pieces of bone and frozen gore pelted and dinged off the windshield like meaty ice cubes. I vomit in my lap from the sight of it. I hit the gas, but all I hear is the tires spinning in the snowy dirt. He walks closer to the driver window, staring me down with a tormenting smile. He taps what's left of his forearm, which is just one of his forearm bones on the window. He forces out something from his frozen maw. He just wants you to hear his song. His beautiful song. He continues tapping on the window, 
as I press down on the gas desperately when finally I pull out the icy death trap and haul ass back onto the road towards town. Driving down the silent icy road, my mind is racing. What if I get back to town and no one believes me? What if I am blamed for what happened at Banner's Edge? What am I going to do without my grandpa? I don't even know where to start, but I must get to town and at least warn them what happened. I finally approach my town and nothing. No panic. No others driving. No one at all. At least at first. When I saw the diner, I saw people inside. I drove up, but after what I saw, I decided not to leave the truck. Everyone outside, trance-like, staring into the distance and unmoving like mobs to a light. They had to have been there a long time because many were partially frozen, just like Pops. The sound of the engine must have broke the trance because it sent them all charging at me like feral hounds. I race off. All I want to do now is go home and grab my dog and get the hell out of this town. Racing down my road, one of those things in front of the truck meeting the truck with horrendous velocity, sending splashes of blood and slush across the windshield, blinding me. It sends the truck whirling into a tree. No, 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 no! I bash on the console in frustration and disappointment. Okay. Calm down, Jake. You are a few blocks from home. I just got to get in my house, and I can at least plan my next move. I coached myself. I brush the glass off of me grabbing the hunting knife and head towards my house. The foreboding silence and cold had me shaking uncontrollably. As I get closer to the house, I hear something in the bushes near the front of the door. My heart is in my throat. Chancy? Hey, boy! Come on out, boy! It's me, Jake! I hear no response. I try to run for the door, but something tackles me to the ground. Ah! Oh my god, Chancy, you're okay. He licks my face in excitement. Okay, boy. I'm fine. Relax. Whatever's going on, it must not have affected my dog. Come on, boy. We head inside to regroup. I eat some snacks out of the cupboard to gain some energy. I'll opening a can of food for Chancy. I try to think up a plan when I hear something knocking at the front door. I walk up and place my face to the door. Hey, it's Marcus! Let me in! Let me in! Let me in! Let me in! Banging on the door with an animalistic fury, Chansey goes crazy barking from the banging till I calm him down. After the banging stops, everything goes quiet then buildup of wind and no the trumpets it's coming back the blizzard has come to finish what it started and this time I'm without a plan 
I put Chansey in my room with what's left of the food and close the door. Maybe someone will come and save him. I just... I just need to keep him away from me before I... Before I... I go back to the front and do what the song tells me. It's really beautiful. I unlock the door.